minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's a Daily Talk Show, episode 153. Tommy Jacket and Stacey June. Whoa. What's going on? It's uh, <laughs> the, the band's back together. Semi. Plus the... Um, the tech guy. The annoying roadie. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the remote anchor. <laughs> oh, this is nice. So, um, this is uh, this wasn't planned. I mean, how did this even happen? Because well, was planned. Well, it was wasn't planned with Stacey you. It wasn't planned with me. I just messaged Stacey and said, "Are you coming into the studio today?" <laughs> yeah, I'll be there at three thirty. Is that still cool? All right. What's well, Josh, Josh and I are quite um, quite. We're in we're in fairly regular communication on the gram, aren't we? Yeah. That's that's where all my hours go. I just randomly DMing people. I'm that dude who will just. It doesn't matter who you are. I'll just fucking DM you and respond back to your stories. Well, that's, that's where fa- all my time goes. That's qu- pretty quickly offended me because that's just meant that the conversations we were having weren't of any meaning to you whatsoever. No, no, I'm happy to. I see every story that I see as an opportunity to have a conversation. So yeah. it's not like I'm not voyeuristic in that regard. In on the actual posts I am, but I feel like when I'm viewing someone's stories, it feels like I'm sort of entering into their world. So I feel more comfortable just to comment and have a discussion well, and I'd, find out more. I, I did get a, um, a response to one of my stories from Stacey. So I, I felt like she was trying to communicate to me in some way, sending out a bit of a beacon. What did I say? Oh, I can't even remember. <laughs> It was, it was like laugh, you laugh. Oh, you Just said, a cry face. She said you love a line and that can be taken out of context. Well, it depends what era, I guess. But, um, <laughs> but um, the dad era, not so much. But yeah. I, what, what, what line? Oh, yeah, you're obsessed yeah. with storying people lining up for yeah. things and you've done it for years. Are you going to give your new listeners any context as to why we know each other? Correct, um, because yeah. we have actually been yeah, pulled up about this. Uh, yeah, or we literally got an email about it. We, apparently, we don't. I mean, the whole thing with I've, podcasting, I've which I love, it. sorry, is that yeah, no, I like it. We like air checks live. Um, that's how we like to do them. <laughs> yeah, we're real sickos. The worst they are. The better radio we, we girls them. still trying to get a podcast <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, she's the person to air no, but, check everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, it's a good point. I mean, the thing is that with um, podcasting, we see it as an opportunity just to like not give context to everything and just like our idea is that if 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 people want to know shit they have to listen to every single episode to oh, actually right. understand so if they yeah. listen to maybe you know episode 30 they may have heard uh, a mention of you or in um when tommy was in shepparton we do, did a live show from shepparton but basically yeah tommy do the stacy so do you the keep official it, so radio the, style you, it's a new stacey age in, podcast hook like yeah. it's literally keep people guessing it's more the the kids yeah. that do shit despite their parents and the parents were the radio <laughs> executives or people that told yes, us what to do yes. so we just stick it up there oh, i'm liking this show already so, uh, but i want to yeah. i will introduce stace so we yeah, stacy and i had a radio show together in shepparton mm-hmm. and we talked a lot about what the time was like in Shepparton um, on episode 50 when we did it live from the deck, which was a bar that wasn't there when we were there together. Really? Is it nice? It's, um, Would we have gone there? Definitely. Decent coffee? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, bo- and now they've got bo- um, boutique beers. Is that what's yeah. going on? Yeah, and, right. Um, there's booth service there, so you can buy a bottle. It's, yeah. They do it really well. So, did you ever meet BMAC? Yes. Yes, so BMAC. Yes, you know BMAC. And also at your wedding. Yeah, he was at my wedding. He's a very big networker, isn't he? Because he connected 100%. to me on Facebook after the wedding, which I don't think I took him up on that. But, but <laughs> you know, kudos to him. So, Stacey <laughs> Nice I, guy. Nice guy. So, we worked together for about a year in Shepparton, was it? Yeah, it was. And I remember actually thinking... I will get out of here mm. in exactly a year. Yeah. And I think I resigned almost yeah. a year so to the day. if we were to break up the um, percentage of work effort between the radio show that <laughs> Stacey and I had and her, what she's gone on to have success in, the Thinker Girls, it was probably 90% <laughs> Thinker Girls, 10% our show, even though we had a full-time show to run, which was five days a week, three hours a day. So, um, I mean, you got out of it what you needed, which was a job and a segue into, Potentially doing your own thing And it worked for you So uh, No resentment Are you calling me lazy? 
Definitely for our show, not for your own. Yeah, so you're very right. focused. Yeah. I guess it's interesting because at that time, and I loved our show, like yeah. I had a good time doing it, but I suppose I was very ambitious and strategic yeah. in that I just knew there was, I loved our chemistry, but there was nothing unique about another mm. guy and a girl coming up, mm. you know? So I knew mm. that there was something different about Merce and I, or Christy and I. And so I think it was like, where are you going to put your eggs in at that point? Mm. So yeah, for sure I was focused on that. But it is probably, it is quite naughty. Mm. But at the same time, <laughs> we were both with that network. So we were also yeah. kind of subtly encouraged in a way. Like we were able mm. to get away with a lot because I think they may have thought they may have ended up giving us the show. In the yeah. end, it was another network. Well, I, the reality is you get put with people that weren't your friends before and you're meant to become friends. And out of the two that I got, you were the good egg. Yeah, thank you. Um, Even I mean, the lazy shit, but I made it more fun. And I yeah. told everyone to stick it. You guys were <laughs> just actual teacher's pets. And then yeah. I got there and I was like, no, no, get effed, no, yeah. no. I'm leaving at 12, no. Yeah, and yeah, that allowed yeah. you to start doing your stuff yeah. too. And don't ever... What, I don't care what you say, Stacey's not a princess. Um, for the way you just delivered that. Oh, yeah, okay. But are, you, like, are you being sarcastic? I'm being sarcastic. Oh, so I am a princess, no, you're you not. think? No, no, no. I, there no, was no you're just, not a, I, I, I know. What you, you're not being sarcastic. You, the way you, that what with you said. The way that, with, yeah, the way that some people can, be, like, can paint the industry, yeah. it's this idea of pain-in-the-ass talent who will do the bare minimum and stuff yeah, like that. Okay. And, but... But I think that where you're coming from, it makes complete. You're literally using. It's probably not a bad way to um, finance a, a podcast. You know, just like go out and re- like. I reckon that's probably a better strategy than actually doing a regional show in itself. Oh, hundred percent. Doing a podcast and making a bit of coin. I was uh, and upskilling yeah, and I, I was very aware of what I was getting from it, and very aware of what I was able to deliver on air. Mm. I think probably off air, but I still feel like. I, and I might sound arrogant, but I still feel like I delivered some of like as good as anybody mm-hmm. else in terms of an on-air thing, and that was what I was paid to do. Mm. And then it was often the station around us just didn't invest in the show either. So mm. it's very easy to um, – I mean, would you agree with that? Like we, you kind of treated pretty roughly mm. out out there. And, they should give you and, a budget well, to go and have fun after the show. Or and just, just a budget to do anything. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like to actually build uh, content. So yeah. it, you kind of – you know, and you're right, it does sound a bit divery, but I also thought – well, I'm going to put in as much as you're no. going to invest. Well, the way you said it you with know? the leaving yeah. at 12, it does sound it, but it was exactly what we should have been doing and I wasn't doing it. Granted, we got there at five, yeah. you know, so it's not a it's not a going home at yeah. lunch no. situation. Um, so that's that's how Stacey and I know each other. We mm. kind of knew each other before that, but more mutual just... Mutual friends mutual and Mutual friends. Yeah. And then we got thrown together and... Um, what else do we need? To, what, how else do you do a radio oh, interview? I'm, I'm liking the banter uh, intro. already. I'm liking the slight pushback that Stace gives to, <laughs> to you, TJ. But the... Um, <laughs> he didn't know what the, hit I mean, him. I even felt it. I, I remember the... Um, like even working on a national show as a digital content producer and having to buy my own GoPros. I remember I'd bought a, mm. a digital camera uh, probably a month before I started at the radio station and... Um, when I started at the radio station, I said, oh, can we get some GoPros? Because I need to be able to, I want to do more than a one camera you filming do, when no, we have fucking You want to do your Justin job. Bieber. You want to do your job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I literally ended up returning my camera that I bought personally and bought four new GoPros. Yeah. And then I had to beg to be able to go to London <laughs> for the Olympics to do digital content because I'm like, I just don't think I can do much from Melbourne. <laughs> and so... and the whole thing was me using the GoPros. And so, yeah, I think that um, maybe that's changed. Maybe culturally they're now double downing on that sort of stuff. Well, Do you get digi- that well, digital became a thing, right? I mean, before I was on air, I was doing your job, Josh, not the national part, but I yeah. was on a national show up against Hamish Nandy yeah. was a show called Raimonti and Whipper. Yeah, and right. I was their online producer. Mm. So I was doing what a lot of digital producers do now, but very different because the expectation, you didn't have to know how to edit. Mm. If you could take a photo and figure out some form of, it, well, there was no filters then, but yeah. if you could form, yeah. you could maybe press, like there was like light, medium dark or something there was like you know different yeah. f- versions of filters um 
you didn't have to do as much, but digital was becoming, I don't know, they were looking at it as a priority, but very much like podcasting now or, or things that are up and coming, they know that it's important, but they're not yet ready to invest the money. So you're kind of doing yeah. this dance in between. Mm. I think it is different now. It was the... It was, a Christ, it was a Christian Hull era in some regards. Like Christian Hull talked about the fact that he knew fuck all about this stuff and just learned. I think that mm. I was probably in a slightly different position where we had Jules Lund who's pedantic and into video and was working on Getaway. And so we, I had my job interview with him. And so the number one skill was video and all that sort of thing. And now... Um, you wouldn't be able to get a digital job within radio if you I couldn't think, work your camera. I do think radio have pulled back from the video focus though. I know when we were hired, um, I, ha- I had a show, it's called The Thinker Girls and it got it did end up, the podcast did end up getting on a radio station and we were very much hired to offer a video component. In, it, contractually, we had to give a sketch video or a Thinker Girls video once a week that's how video focused yeah. radio was a few years ago. I think now, so they've realized not necessarily don't do it, but stay in your lane a bit because I think yeah, they absolutely. over over tried and, and it ended up affecting the focus, I mm. think. And, and I certainly saw it affect the focus in our show. We were doing everything too much. Mm. Uh, I want to just sort of we can move away from the shepherd and stuff but there is something and i don't Uh-oh. i don't know if you remember me talking about this to you at all josh oh no um the time that we got uh almost a um stalker charge put on us well no what's the official thing called um what is it no stalking it's um i mean when you where they say then you can't when you can't come and meet someone oh, you, you hey, have to stay away the- from them a, um, oh yeah, um, intervention audit. No, uh, a why can't we think of this? RVO. No, uh, what is it like a I got restraining, a restraining order? order. <laughs> we almost got yeah. a I mean, restraining just look at order. The documents. Did you get any letters? <laughs> well, no. We were close though. I was starting to ask for paperwork because I was starting to get that scared. It was ridiculous. So yeah. just to paint the picture, we would leave the show every day at 9 a.m., go out the door and go to this coffee place. Do you remember that joint? A tradition that I was very, very keen on starting. It was great. It was good. I and just it was didn't nice. do it with the last person because we weren't really mates. You didn't really get along. <laughs> yeah, we loved. I loved that time yeah, that great. we had from 9 till 10 was just our mate time. Yeah. It was not about the show. It wasn't about the show we just did. It yeah. wasn't about the show we're about to do. It was just let's have a coffee and yeah. read the paper, have and, a bit of a chat. And so we walked into this um, coffee shop that we frequented and in came a remember, few... Um, what was the guy's name? Um, it, so we had two. Not one Chucky. Was, um, was, oh, was yeah, yeah. Name? Ginny. 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 <laughs> Shout out to Ginny. I love that boy. He's, He's still awesome. following on Instagram. Yeah, so, oh, my God. So Ginny was the what barista. What a legend. Love Ginny. <laughs> made great coffee. And um, one day we were in there and in came two uh, strapping men in uniform. Mm. And one of them. very single at that point. Yeah. And one of them caught Stace's eye. I mean, it caught my eye as well. Is it? <laughs> You know, a man I did, and I do love this about you. <laughs> like the greatest gift you can have in a, a straight man friend is that they are also willing to be confident enough in themselves to say, be a big guy. "Yeah, well, that guy's also good looking." Which Tommy was always <laughs> yeah. very happy to entertain um, me. How with. embarrassing for Stacey! Didn't hear the episode where I came out. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, as we all know, that's yeah, no issue either. Either way, whichever so, way you float. We um, we decided the next day that we'd. Create a search for the hot <laughs> cop of the GV. <laughs> but let's just also paint the picture. We have a radio show yeah. in the valley. So as much as it was little and regional, it's still spread far and wide across Victoria. So yeah. a lot of people could hear it. And particularly <laughs> for those of you that I guess haven't lived in regional cities or li- regional country towns, you know, people li- listen to their local radio. Like they listen mm. to their local show. They don't give a shit what's in Melbourne or Sydney or Brisbane. Mm. So we were on air and whilst it was seemed a little to us city kids at the time, people really heard what we were doing. Oh, yeah. It was on, a big audience it's for them. in every shop that you walk yeah. into. You hear yourself in the supermarket. It's, it, it is a cool experience. And um, I think sometimes we didn't take that very seriously though, which is one of these times <laughs> yeah. I would have thought. It's also because 
of how early we were getting up and no one really gave a shit what we were saying no. until they had a problem with what we were saying. We were just, that's it. It would be when there was an issue, we would find out that they, they were like, oh, shit, I better look back and uh, see what they actually did. Yeah, pull it up in the logger. Yeah. Fuck the logger. But we did. We uh, went on air and we said, do you know yeah. this cop? We named him. Yeah, well, I, th- I forget his name, and I'm even too scared to say it now because of how much trouble we got in. And and so we ended up getting people calling through. I think I've seen him. So like, it, it actually was working. It gained a bit of momentum. Well, we went off air and built an arc. Arc <laughs> in radio terms is that you build different yeah. shows across the week to build momentum. Yeah, to and capture the let guy. Let me just <laughs> let, remind everyone. And tell you, Josh, our boss was also involved in that build momentum discussion yeah. who was also involved in the one telling us we might get fired. I'm like, hang on a minute, mate. Yeah, Were not, you also here? You're not going to be – But you can confirm that the boss won't be on a current affair crying, apologising <laughs> when it all – you know, the shit hits the fan. Well, Everyone that's, will be like, that's whatever it. you do, don't mention – don't mention the boss. Yeah. Yeah, well, there mustn't be bosses, according to the radio industry. I've still got yeah. all of the breaks from that arc. Do because you? what happened was... Oh, you'll have to put them in here. Sorry to so give if, you more editing. No, no we <laughs> don't do that. We literally don't fucking edit. There's no way that's happening. <laughs> so, um, so uh, this is sort of fast-forwarding in the story. We got called into a meeting and it was like we were being... Inter- like I've been interviewed at a police station and it's oh. confronting yeah right I, I never did i had never done anything wrong so um Were you just a witness to something? yeah i saw a i saw a, a stabbing but they thought it was something that i was involved in anyway that Jesus. feeling of like you're coming down to the cop shop you're basically arrested and they put you in a room and they just grill you on it and it uh, felt yes actually i have had my miranda's read oh yes that's terrifying. I, so I get where you're going with this. And it felt like that when we walked into this room because you and I were just happy, like, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. When it, can we go? It <laughs> felt the feeling inside of me was like I was a kid again and I was getting in trouble and it was really serious. And, you know, you just like you've gone white because you thought you were doing the right thing and everyone was sort of saying you'd done the right thing and then all of a sudden you're in heaps of trouble. I remember that feeling. You've just taken me back actually because I also mostly remember feeling like we weren't protected Yes. because I really felt, oh, my God, we may have potentially hurt this man or we've yeah. we've done something that scared him yeah. because essentially over the next few days more and more people started to ring mm. and we would it what some people would call ended up being a bit of a witch hunt to find this guy <laughs> but we didn't know at the time it was a witch hunt we yeah. thought it was innocent way to set me up with this bloke yeah. who is this guy there were footy clubs that are like yeah i reckon he plays for that team like yeah. it was at training people talking about it. it was at schools everyone's like aren't you related to the guy that tommy and stace were talking about it became this like where, you know, basically where's Lynette, like the teacher's pet, like yeah. it was like, let's find this this woman's body. It was like, let's find this guy. But honestly, we really did mean for it to be just a, let's get him on the show and you would have a joke and say, go on a date with Stace. It would yeah. never happen in the end, you know. Exactly. And so I had to collate all of the breaks where we talked about anything to oh, do. Oh, see, this is the part the where cop. I don't see. I mustn't have done work. Yeah, I, I, don't, got, I got sent I don't off remember the, doing the that, <laughs> and I kept all of the audio. So I have a file, and it was called Phil Bradley, who was the regional program director. <laughs> you wore a suit with cowboy boots. I actually had wore cowboy boots. Like, Shout out to Phil. It's not. It's I not feel like a you lie. guys, if, if you had to go to court and Phil Bradley was there, by the sounds of how you're describing it, you would be fine with the cowboy boots. You'd be protected. Yeah. Oh, so oh. he um he yeah so I collated all this information and it all came to a head when the um like the head constable of the uh police station called our radio station and said you got it this has to stop and then so potentially he was going to um file a yeah harassment a, claim. harassment yeah. claims etc and it was just this the wind was taken out of our sails yeah it was awful yeah. we're both pretty um sensitive souls though yeah. underneath the bravado yeah, i would have thought and we really didn't think I'm just looking at you and it's taken me straight back to that moment actually because yeah, yeah. I was like, it was very scary. I think in a very early days of like not being on air for very long, you just forget that potentially there is a bit of power behind that, mm. you know? So it was, a, it was a scary time but it was funny. And I just want to fast forward now because you, I, I messaged you about this and we haven't spoken about it since. I met and I, and I can't for the life of me, I was wasted and I met somebody out. This was in Melbourne and... It turned out oh, no. this girl 
her brother was the cop that we were looking for. And what did she say? She said he didn't even give a shit. He was like, yeah, it was just to be embarrassed. His mates were all pulling, like saying, oh, you've, uh, you know, you've you just heard about triggered them? all these emotions in me. And now you're telling me that yeah. actually it's a good chance yeah. he doesn't even care. It's why I'm a good broadcaster. <sighs> um, you guys are all about the hooks around this joint. <laughs> you guys are like just a, just lethal for the hooks. Yeah, we need, we need all our guests to cry once. So <laughs> I've only got forty minutes. I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. And so legit, like he legit, he didn't wow. give a shit. And her bro, her the, the girl said it was pretty funny. And there was nothing of it. And I told her we still got single. So or much oh, no, I'm married. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're married. Um, so yeah, it. Uh, Far out. Wow. The joke's on us, pretty much. <laughs> oh, and that just tells you a little bit about that time. It was a real, you know, it just felt like a bit of a power play mm. quite often. So, goodness me, I'm, yeah, couldn't, you couldn't pay me enough money to go back to that place no where you chance. felt so tired, so impressionable <laughs> and so vulnerable, yeah. you know. Goodness me. I like so running my Stace, show. Going back to the, um, the podcasting stuff, do you get, do you get sort of, um, so you got Thinker Girls, um, but how long have you been doing that for now? It's been like um, six, seven yeah, years. Six, seven years, six and a half years, coming up to seven, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, Josh had do his first podcast when he was fifteen. Yeah. Do, do you get do you get a bit sort of disenfranchised by people when they start talking about podcasting and getting excited and you see new podcasts? Especially think about our podcast. Like we launched it this year. Is there a frustration that you get? Or an eye rolling that happens when you see people at that early stage? Um, uh, not really, no. Because I think the more people understand... I've always been a really big advocate for having people just understand what podcasts are, full stop. So then there's mm. this... Um, this kind of opportunity and freedom for people to listen to what they want. That's where my driver is on that, I think. I like the idea that if potential and if potentially people, we could really see the numbers behind who was listening to radio and what they wanted to listen to, the programming and the on-air shows would be very, very different. Mm. So I think I like the yeah. idea that if you – it's a fair game a bit. If you get on yeah. a podcasting um, a podcasting hoster and you put something up that people want, you'll see pretty quickly that people want it and you'll do well. And if people don't want it, they won't listen and you won't do so well. And I think that's that's a good thing. And then if people are listening to your podcast, then they at least know what an effing podcast is <laughs> and that helps all of us. Yeah. Because for such Was a long time – Was it a slow time, burn for you guys? Yeah. And for such a long time, it's a lot of the messaging has been more about – getting people to podcast and then you have mm. to think about selling your show. So for us, because it's been going on for so long, we would be so excited about selling the kind of show we had and not selling it, but just, you know, bragging and love. We loved, we love the show that we do and especially our podcast show. But there was such a big amount of time that would happen after you would do one sentence about telling people how to download it where you can listen to it, how you, you know, and you would end up just being tech support for Arnie Joanne, but not just Arnie Joanne. Also for Sarah, who's in your unicorn, like it's like everyone for a long time. So yeah, um, no, I think it's, I think it is awesome because I think that means that the industry is building. Mm, I, th I remember a time in Shepherd and sorry, I just can't help but go back. It was some of the greatest years <laughs> and some of the worst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was something that went on where you lost all of your episodes. <gasps> and oh, don't you worry, well, I heard a lot about this. Well, it we, became my problem yeah, as well. Yeah, well, I needed I your help, it. didn't I? <laughs> it was full on. So you were, yeah. Um, we were on an FTP site. Remember the old FTP, how you would share files and there'd be like three different windows? Yeah. This is if you've ever done any form of back-end tech but it was old school and you'd have to drag the folders over and one of the folders just randomly disappeared one day which had our archive in it. Mm, can and that actually happen, Josh, or did someone break in and delete yeah, it? Yeah, so no, FTP is just like a file pr protocol. So it's just like a imagine you've got a server which is a computer and FTP is the way that you access the computer and you can drag files and all that sort of thing. So, it's so like you essentially it's the equivalent the cloud. locking up on your desktop. Yeah, you've got... Yeah, sort of, but it's 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 like the equivalent of you going onto your computer and all of a sudden the folder that was there in Finder is no longer there. It's mm -hmm. a, sort of the same thing. And because but it, could it just was, be, did you end up sorting it? 
uh, I think we ended up having backhand. We literally had one bloke that was the audio. He was in audio production doing, you know, you can come down and get your boots for 50% off on Saturday. He was doing those kinds of ads in Albury and he had a bit of a side thing that he'd do, I don't know, just a few random little things for us for close to nothing, like good bloke. He's since filed a restraining order on Stacey and Christy. it was his F up. Oh, no. So um, we ended up, I think, backing some of it up. And I think when we changed podcast hosters the beginning of this year, uh, we went over to Acast and they um, they actually encouraged us to put all our oldie episodes up. And we're running an event series at the moment. And last night I spoke to a listener and she said to me, I've just binged every single episode. And so people have loved the old ones. So mm. it, I'm glad we put them back up. But, yeah, we must have found them because they're all alive. Because mm, you, you were doing it before, yeah. like, the platforms, all those platforms have now yeah. been released where it makes it so much easier and safer. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's kind of crazy to think we had a mission, you know. I mean, I'm not – I like I said, I was doing producing roles and those kinds of things. So I've always had a bit of a, a – uh, I'm open to tech. I'm certainly not the same now because it's so much more advanced. But um, we we had something to say because we were going through the hurdles of having to get all that stuff mm. done in a prehistoric game, um, and and we did it because we really wanted to do the mm. show. You know. Um, so I had the radio show with Stace, and then she left. And what did you do? You you. Basically, the next gig was your own radio show. I think it's important to also know that I moved into a garage, literally closed the door Mm. on radio because they weren't giving us – we couldn't get a show. So it wasn't – it certainly wasn't – yeah, as as it was hard mm. um, and a lot of risk. I moved into – my girlfriend's here with me now actually recording this and I moved into her garage and was writing odd articles and putting flights to Sydney on my credit card to try and sell the podcast. In That was, what, four years ago. People laugh at me. We're ba- you could barely sell a podcast now. And I'll be like, we've got this great <laughs> idea. Could we get a brand on board? You know, properly door knocking. And then um, – we started to talk to a bit more tally and I was kind of like, no, nah, I'm not going to beg for a job. Like I believe in this. I'm not going to beg radio, you know. And so we closed the door a bit, almost got a tally show, Channel V. Channel V died. <laughs> um, and that was – and then this one of the chicks that really liked the podcast idea happened to live across the road from uh, one of the bosses at KISS mm. and told him that we were about to negotiate with another network and he – knocked on my door and I started doing a segment on Carl and Jackie O. That's great. Mm. I in, in hindsight, Stace, do you think do you th- the energy that you're putting into trying to get that radio show, do you think you would do anything different? Like now that you can look back and people, you know, you see people making the same mistakes or stuff like that, what, what has been the, the long-term learning of, of the, that journey? It's a good question. It's good that we're chatting today and not three months ago because it was. It seems a little <laughs> bit clearer now. Um, but you know, the interesting thing is, even when we got the show, so we thought we would never get a show with the type of content we did on the podcast, and then we got a show with the boss saying we want your exact podcast. We want this show to be different and we want it to just go out with a bang. Like we want to shock people and we were never there to be shocking. We just liked the content, Mm. but if that worked for them, then great. But I do remember saying to Christy at the time, do we actually really want this? Mm. You know, we walked away and yes, the money's there. Yes. We want to move to Sydney. Yes. This is a big national show. Yes. It's all the glitz and glamour and it looks very shiny, but we are able to sit back and say, do we actually mm. want it? And I think for some reason, yeah, we did. Um, you know, we were in regional radio and it was, a, it was a great move for our brand. But when I look back, there was also elements that I think weren't going to be the best for us. Radio takes up yeah. an incredible amount of your time. We had started to pitch really strong television show pitches and we loved our video content. I loved the performing and the acting part of that and I didn't really realise that was happening I was just doing it to do content and then when it was taken away particularly this year I I realized I missed that stuff more than I missed the radio because the podcasting was actually the way I like to broadcast Mm. so I think what I learned was is yeah you do things for different reasons but if it was a complete creative decision and not 
the ego and not the money. I don't know if yeah. we would have done it, believe mm. it or not. Maybe there's a way that could have taken you somewhere else. So I don't have regrets, but when I look back, I think the next, if that came through the next time, yeah. I would try, I'm in a position where hopefully I can make the decision on a lot of fronts, mm. not on a front where you're like, I need a bit of cash and I need, um, I need the profile boost. Mm. Josh, I got asked last night by somebody, uh, she said, would you, do you want a radio show? And I got asked by Gaundy this week. He's like, are you guys doing this yep. because you want a radio show? And it's so good to be able yeah. to go, not one Isn't bit. it? Like, Isn't it? No way. Yeah. And I think it's, in, in terms of the way we had our show in Shepparton, like our sh- the format of this is so much better. Yeah. And now I'll probably get... And you used to get very frustrated by time, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Because you liked layers. Yeah, I like you long hit form. your stride when there was layers uncovered mm. and I and I and I was trying to get a, a radio show and prove to them we could get in three minutes thirty. Mm. And but I also liked that hardcore conversation, but I was so ambitious, you know. Mm. But I look back now and and I, I and I think that's why we got along, but at the same time, um, I I wanted that radio show and I think it's just because you are you that's the next step you know Mm. like you just kind of follow what the patterns are but um it's the next logical move and it's what everyone thinks you need to do and when you're in the bubble it's very hard to look outside the box i said on um one of our episodes it's titled women in radio i think and i said Mm. that i hadn't asked you this question but i'd like to ask you this question that's okay yeah, <laughs> oh, the uh, episodes in show notes if you want to if you've missed it. Yeah, it's definitely not in show notes. We don't do <laughs> oh, show notes, <laughs> but um, just look. I don't have time for it. show notes. Sorry. No one's got time for show notes. Go to my Instagram and I'll send you the link just to give you a helping hand. <laughs> Jesus, God, she's hungry for yeah, likes. DM Stace. No, I'm just trying Stace to help will, some people um, out. <laughs> no. Just get the content to them and be easier. But it's um, with the sort of rise of podcasting. And Josh, I mean, me jumping on the bandwagon as such, like starting a podcast pretty late. I said, Do you? I said, I wonder if Stace regrets going, moving mm. from this growth in your podcast. I remember you guys were getting mm. like 50,000 a mm. month. Mm-hmm. This was in podcasting, was a fossil. Mm-hmm. It's so, and like, we, no, and it wasn't we a had fossil. No it was prof- brand new. We had no profile. Yeah. We weren't on any reality show. Like, we were on Little Towns yeah. and. Breakfast radio shows, and yeah. so I was like, I wonder if she regret they regret sort of moving out because you did. You, I don't know what happened to your podcast. You did. It wasn't the same format. You had to you had a real job to yeah. be doing every single day, and it took up a lot of time. And we loved the job. We yeah. did, but yeah, it is an interesting question. Well, I don't know if I have the answer yet, um, but uh, we haven't lost those listeners. So mm, okay. I guess in high and and they're only growing more and more month by month this year as people people are very. I don't want to use the word dumb, but, you know, we did obviously an article about, (laughs) we did an article about, you know, how shit went down for us. So we did the radio show and then we got fired last year, if anyone's trying to keep up. But um, we did an article (laughs) about, not about that actually, about something else, but it did come up and um, and people started to message us. This was, I think we our last show was in October and we, the article went out in April. People are like, Oh, God, I thought you guys were just on holidays. <laughs> you know, so... My, my favourite banter on your Insta stories is explaining to people that Spotify is a bit fucked in the feed and, and, to, and to start using... Like I saw, saw a comment the other day where it's like, hey, you haven't uploaded in May, since May. <laughs> it's, is that just like super frustrating for you? Um, again, it's just going back to... We want to be able to, I want you guys to have a show. If people want your show, I want you to be able to make money from doing a show. Mm. I want us to be able to make money to do a show. If it means that we're early to the game and we're helping educate the industry, I'm proud of that. So Mm. it does frustrate the shit out of me, but I I really am. I think it's important that we are able to gain a bit more um, control over what people are consuming in media. And I don't think yeah. that means everybody should do it. Like everyone needs to get paid. Not everybody mm. is putting a quality product. But um, you're a broadcaster. You've been in the radio industry. There you go. There's experience, you know, and the same with us. Yeah. We're both broadcasters. And so if that means that bit helps, we just bite our tongue and tell them again that just download a podcast app. Mm. 
Do you remember the Skype conversation that we had four and a half years ago? I was just, I was, that was what I was going to say to Tommy. I'm going to talk about on the show because I actually think I've known Josh longer than you, which Mm. is crazy because I feel like I've been married to you, but in a weird work way. But um, yeah, I, what were we, what, I, what, why were we doing? I literally just pulled up, I just pulled up the, I pulled up the, the email. I remember the call, oh but I just, God, I remember. Oh, my God, don't even tell me anything yeah, about that so, email. <laughs> read uh, it, Josh. Oh. <laughs> so, so you were basically, uh, the sh- short version is that um, you got my details from Kerry Jones, who uh, you worked with in Nova. Uh, at Nova, basically, um, you had, you were, you were just um, wanting to talk about an online project but um, you were in Cairns at the time, mm-hmm. so we um, Skyped. And I remember I get really excited about stuff and um, I remember I'd listened to Thinker Girls and I think I was just adamant that you just should keep going with the podcast. I remember it was remember sort of saying, at that time SCA was sort of showing interest and my vibe was the anything that – your benefit, the thing that you bring um, is only going to benefit the radio state. Like adding radio, I thought was only going to fuck what you had because what you had was intimacy, connection with audience. You had a tribe, all of these things that at the end of the day, and it's the same reason why Emrociano has a show is because the the radio stations see this amazing tribe she has and they're like, okay, well, we can leverage that rather than, I think like at the end of the day, Emrociano is going to thrive, I think, being her own media company, just the same way that you guys are going to thrive as your own media company. I just remember almost, it was probably looking back, I cringe a little bit because I get into this advice, mansplainy style mode where I start just smashing this sort of thing. I think... Mate, there's no mansplaining coming on from you because you don't even know how to be a man, so... Oh. <laughs> just have to add Is that, that true? No, well. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't no, know. I'm a bit femme. Uh, um, <laughs> but he loves to explain things. I always but you try... know things. That's the thing. Well, I think also you are curious and what comes with curiosity is a level of intelligence that I think people often put as a bit of naivety. Does that make mm. sense? So I th- yeah. and I rate curiosity formed intelligence rather than know-it-alls um, or you know mm. bossy. And you you're curious, so that means that you've looked in plenty of different um, boxes, or you know you've looked down different roads. So yeah, I never yeah. took it as um, you trying to give me ad- advice as such, but more that we were having an co- open conversation about yeah. um, ways that media was going to go. I mean, this would have been six yeah. years ago, five years ago, and yeah. it, so much yeah. has changed already. And I remember, I think that part of the context that I have, um, I think that people still don't necessarily get it, but it's like the the experience that I've had, like I remember in you know, 2005 sitting in my room listening to podcasts and becoming fans of different shows and recording my own stuff. And I think that it's, um, yeah, it's, it's an intro. Once you have that context, I think that if you start with podcasting, I never understood the desire to, I never had a desire to have a radio show. Like I think that Mm. that was one of the interesting things with um, even working within the radio industry. There's always, Tommy and I have spoken about it a lot where it's that stigma of anyone that's around radio wants to be on air. And for me, it it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to be on air. I saw it as like, I wanted to be creating something. I, I wanted to create an audience. I totally get that because I remember the first piece of advice I had when I was off air and somebody said to me, you don't get to do both. You can only, you can only do one or the other. And I was like, well, that's ridiculous because I, I feel like I've got interest in both. I Mm. like helping build other people's ideas and I actually think I'm a good um, extender. Like I feel like, oh yeah, this, 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 and I can creatively kind of collaborate. Um, but I also knew that I had strong ideas of my own that I'd like to communicate in the way that I like to broadcast them and express them. At that point, I couldn't have 
at all articulated that that's what it was. And I was just very impressionable and very new to the industry. But I remember being sent to South Africa because I could do both. And it was back in online days where you weren't sending just random online people to go. But I was like, I can present and I can film and edit. And I remember someone telling me that piece of advice, you have to choose just after I'd gotten back from that trip. And I thought, well, hang on a second. I just went to the World Cup in South Africa. I think I'm going to leave your advice to the side. (laughs) You know, like, and it, but it was, it was very, very, the radio industry of like, it is one way, you know? Mm. And I think that's where I fell a bit, uneasy in that it was one way and that was it because I liked parts of radio but I also like to explore different avenues and I think that's the thing that yeah sometimes is a little bit hard is that it's there's that kind of opening to different ways is it doesn't feel like it's it's an easy thing there I mean I laugh so much when I hear um, some radio personalities doing podcasts and they do their big thank yous at the end to all of the producers that they help produce their fucking podcast. And I think like, mate, you literally, you need a microphone. You need to like learn how to press the upload button. You didn't need six people to produce this. So I think guys, there is that level where it's like. We, yeah. we were going to start saying thank you to our producer because she does edit the show. So will you think we're wankers now? Do you pay her? Yeah. No, no, no don't thank her. She's been, well, no, she was an intern for 12 months and we've oh, just no. started, we're just about to hire her part-time paid. Yeah. yeah. And this is the announcement think, show. Fuck yeah. yeah exactly. You're hired. This got, got, got an exclusive. I mean, this is the thing. I reckon that the, the stuff that we need to be really careful of, like I personally think, I'm speaking to myself here, is it's like not to listen to podcasts and think, and then all of a sudden start merging that shit in to like mm. the the extra the thing that's making podcasting great is the nimble nature of podcasting that when and so I think that there is that even how people speak within a podcast like I I listened to a podcast yesterday where the person was doing an intro and they've had a huge amount of radio experience and I was like oh, it almost seems like you're parodying what a podcast should be and so I think that <laughs> That's a um, that's that's a big one for me. I just feel like I um, where my energy goes is I don't want as soon as I feel like we're sounding like how everyone else is sounding. For me, that is alarm bells because whilst that might work when you're transitioning one big show on a national drive slot, um, it's not going to work if you've got thousands of shows to pick from it's interesting well it's interesting because we went from podcasting to radio back to podcasting and now drop different shows with different kind of vibes uh, most of the days of the week and we've we went very early at the beginning of launching the pod channel this year we went back to just that podcasting vibe and it I don't know, we were getting a lot of radio listeners and we were introducing them to podcasts. So we had to actually find a bit of a balance where we still had Mm -hmm. the banter that just went on for however long. And if you went off topic, it was fine. You just circle, you keep, you don't go back, you keep going. And we have that at the same time, we're trying to build an online brand. um, So we'd like people to know that rating and reviews allow us to get more lists. You know, those types of, I suppose, Mm -hmm. messagings were very, very... um, minimal on our podcast show before and I actually think that's helped a little bit so whilst I get that I think there's there's room for a bit of a balance especially as well when they become more commercial which ours has become um it was interesting because we swear a lot on our show but we've had sponsors the last couple of months and and there was uh, we had a Lola Berry um, podcast, an interview, and she was people loved it. But she said the c word, which I don't know how you guys feel about, so I'm not going to drop it. Um, and yeah. <laughs> and we didn't edit it out, and we had a very big sponsor, and we had to go back. I made the decision. No one asked us, but I went. I wouldn't want them to the, this to be the one reason that they wouldn't come back. You know, so it is. It's going to be interesting once things do become commercial too, because isn't that sometimes the yeah. beginning of the end for creativity? Yeah, at what like, point? It's yeah. tricky. Well, it's very look tricky. At fucking Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Tommy. Sorry. The, the biggest podcast in the world 
have they do what they want like the ones that i aspire to are the ones that don't have that and i don't know maybe what would you have done would you have beeped the c the c word maybe run it past them do you guys part, want yeah. I don't know. Maybe even that filter. So the thing is, Josh and I are not. I mean, we've used the word and we've we've definitely, we've stopped swearing as much just because we realized that we were replacing our ums with fucks. Mm. So we've, we've stopped doing that. But I think um, at the same time, for me, looking at the problem, like all of these things are, are small problems. So one of them is, okay, people are only going to leave us reviews when we actually tell them to leave reviews. Mm. So the way that I'm trying to tackle that problem is say, okay, well, how do we actually turn that into content rather than it just being, that was my annoyance in regards to radio's approach to social media is it was always pushing to their website. They wouldn't put the content natively on the platform. That was full on for a while there, wasn't it? It's gross. Yeah. They're pixelating shit. They're pixelating a fucking photo <laughs> so you click through. I mean, yeah, morons. And, and, and so the thing is, like, I've been, I've been, I think that I'm a, probably sound a little bit jaded when I talk about radio because I've been in those meetings where I'm like, guys, this isn't good for the platforms. This isn't good for the audiences. But I think that my point around the um, review stuff is we definitely try and make it content. So rather than it just being a, uh, hey, do the review just being like this was actually a funny thing that we found and we're going to do a whole bit of content and maybe this arc will go for seven episodes where we're talking about this review or there's a joke around the view. Like Tommy tested out the review function. So if you go to the last three reviews on the podcast app, it says great banter, you know, <laughs> keep it up boys. And the name says Tommy fucking jacket on it. Like how bad? Can like, you change so, the name? I've no, always wondered that. So I, if you put, no. can you go back and put a different name? No, nah, it's your iPhone's no, name you or your oh, you Apple can't. account's okay. name. Yeah, yeah right. it's yeah, Apple yeah, account. It's the first one that you ever did. So some people would, and it's, I think it translates across to app reviews too. So some people will have names like Angry Birds is shit because the first thing they ever reviewed was Angry Birds and they couldn't come up with a name. Um, Those poor buggers. Yeah, There's something liberating in doing what you want. It's the pushback on having to explain who our guest is. You kind of like it's this, I don't know, it's, it's weird. It's very like performer to introduce a guest in that style. So it's what's, we don't know that, I don't know what the, the new way of doing it is. Yeah. I don't know. I like just talking about our connection because yeah. it's real. It doesn't yeah, yeah. look into your achievements. It's you, you as a person. How the fuck do we know each other? You're and right. Are we mates? Because I think as well, it, it, well, the energy, I, I'm a big believer in that. Every, well, it's a fact that everything's energy driven, right? As soon as you start getting anything synthetic on top of that connection, the energy shifts, mm. you know, you and and I've always said this, whether it's a radio or a podcast listener, um, you can stiff it. You can stiff it a mile away. So without yeah. the mechanics, which is kind of your intro, your your traditional intro of uh, of an episode, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure what everybody, all of the best creatives, say that content is king, connection is king, mm. right? Like the rest speaks for itself. It takes. I think it takes time too, because you you're trying to. How can I be authentic in a situation that isn't the most natural? Like you got headphones on, you're holding a microphone, you know it's this. It's like when you when I started first talking to a camera i remember my mm. um my forehead looked like a dirt jump track like i was <laughs> it was so tight and if you look at people that are trying to talk to a camera now like you'll see it they keep their eyebrows raised and their forehead just looks you know and they're on edge yeah they're on yeah. edge hey guys it's uh i'm here yeah and so it takes time for you to just actually relax into yourself <laughs> hamish blake but- said it took him years he said he what did he say? He had an he had an English accent at one point. It sounded like this yeah. this nasally, and he's like, I don't even know who that was. Like he said something around, it was weird. I just hadn't settled into myself. Yeah, and, and that as a person too is like you. I think we're all settling into ourselves oh yeah. as we get older, mm. and then putting uh, putting on top of that this kind of fake weird I suppose I often I've used the word bravado a lot this Mm. year because I think one of the biggest things that I've learned since I've stopped being in that environment is that 
of who I am without the bravado, without this kind of mask of a personality. And I don't think it's just people in entertainment. I think a lot of people at dinner parties or at work or the way they are at families have this kind of bravado mask that we're all kind of living under. It's just so much more extreme when you do this kind of work. So I I myself have very much tried to figure out the kind of content I want to do, the things that the next projects I want to do without the bravado, very much so, more connection-driven. And it sounds so ridiculous because everybody keeps saying authentic, authentic, authentic. If I hear that word, I'm going to hit myself in the face. (laughs) But at the same time, yeah, I think it's less, less talk about authentic and more talking about getting to know who you actually are. Do you know what I mean? Because you can kind of give an idea of what your version of authenticity is. But if you haven't actually looked yourself in no, the mirror, no, you don't saw, actually know who the hell you are to be what your authentic what authenticity is. I saw a woman on LinkedIn talking about authenticity and how important it is. And it couldn't have been more... Non-authentic? Yeah. It, oh, my. It was so embarrassing. It was like awkward. And the poor thing is probably new to doing it. Mm. So I wasn't really criticising her. But it was just out of alignment with what she was talking mm. about in the biggest way possible. Mm. And, yeah, you're right. It is. Authentic is a buzzword. I've been saying... I've been using that term for a long time with my the th- stuff I create. Because it's like... And for me, authentic content to me means what connects with me the most and so it's authentic to me first and then other people will relate to it if they do and so it's just truly what I think or what I'm truly interested in and where my curiosity lies and the story that actually appeals to me Mm. and for that for me that's authentic Mm. content so I don't know yeah well I think vulnerability vulnerability is facing the same thing where I think that like I since doing the daily talk show, I've just consumed so much, like especially being away. So for people who don't know, I'm currently remote. I'm in France and I've just been spending heaps of time listening to stuff. And the amount of people who are talking about vulnerability rather than being vulnerable, Mm. (laughs) like people are confusing the talking of vulnerability and let's get vulnerable and I'm being vulnerable right now Mm. rather than actually... Like when would you in a moment that a vulnerability actually point out the fact that you're being vulnerable? I think the interesting part on that is that everybody has different vulnerability levels too. Like often when we did our radio show, everyone was saying, oh my God, you're so vulnerable, you're so vulnerable. And so I would hear that, hear that and hear that. And then I realized in my personal life, I would think to myself, oh, I'm being vulnerable. But that might be vulnerable for the person telling me because that person going on air and sharing these personal stories is that's terrifying for them. That's showing this vulnerability. But then when I met my partner, that was when I had to learn about vulnerability. That was when I had to get out of this independent, you know, being single for five years and actually pull the walls down. And I was like, shit, I thought I was already vulnerable. And I went, Oh no, actually vulnerability is very different for for everybody your yeah. version of vulnerability is going to be very unique to the next person so there isn't one one version of that as you can hear stace took a real hit after that cop incident <laughs> she really had a heart set on that bloke and uh no but here's a question for you here's a question for you um you know so i think about things i would do on camera like you know i would probably do some pretty crazy shit because it's on camera and I feel like I can summon a level of courage to do something if it's being recorded because I know the value is ah this is you know but if it wasn't recorded and it wasn't in that environment maybe I wouldn't do some certain things the same with being vulnerable I think do you think there's a mask that goes on for people that get this courage to be what they think is vulnerable but do you think that's still being vulnerable in those moments um, I think it might be master's vulnerability. I think it's something else. I think it's a it's an adrenaline hit or it's a um, uh, it's like a risk or a challenge. Like I think mm-hmm. there's something else driving it. I think maybe the result is people feel vulnerability from it, but maybe it's not that you're being vulnerable because I know that for a yeah. while there I would be doing these types of topics in front of a national audience and and it was almost like I was told I couldn't do this. You know, there was something else driving me, yet everybody else was taking it as vulnerable, but I don't yeah. know when I look back now knowing levels of my true vulnerability if that yeah. was actually vulnerable at all. Yeah, I think... I think uh, Lena Dunham said it where people were really um, perplexed by all of her nudity in Girls, the season that she directed and starred in, uh, sorry, the um, the series, 
but she would look back at them and go, that's your vulnerability. I actually don't have an issue with being naked. Yeah. Mm. And that was when I kind of went, ah, interesting. Yeah, behind closed doors, vulnerability is a lot different. Having a hard conversation that you just don't want to have is is being more vulnerable than um, standing on a street corner yelling that you're, you know, whatever. I for don't know. a performer it for, is because yeah. that's your job. You yeah. know, for somebody else standing on the corner doing yeah. whatever example you're going to say might be mm. very vulnerable for mm. them. It's true. It's, it's well, I even feel that I'm more like I'll say things on the podcast that I won't even talk about uh, with um, my family. So, like, that's that's been an interesting reflective thing of me. I'm like, well, shit, I, wouldn't, I haven't even said this to my family or close mm. friends and yet I'm having this conversation on the podcast. It's so yeah. Do you ever fall into that? Oh, I, I would never have had those conversations with any of my other girlfriends before I met Christy and started doing that show. Yeah. I swear, it, it yeah. was insane. And she says the same thing. She said, it wasn't like I was this friend and the one in the group that was always the one to talk about sex or always the one to share all of these stories. We just had a chemistry that got a bit of a buzz mm. from having those conversations. So there was a buzz, but I also felt like, yeah, it became about a performance a bit too, mm. which was quite thrilling mm. and, and had that kind of adrenaline buzz. And, and also, I don't know what it is. You kind of feel like it's it's starting a conversation. I think that was a little bit of the drive too. It, it's creating something into the sphere. It, and it might not be creative like a painting, but you feel like you are starting something or, or creating something new. Mm. Um, Josh, just yeah. quickly. Tommy and I talk about, all for content. I just wanted to ask you because just a little insight. When Tommy did his engagement video, um, he actually recorded the proposal next to water and you couldn't properly hear <laughs> him doing the proposal. So he actually, I suggested and he went ahead and it's on YouTube. He recorded him saying his lines, what's known as ADR in the industry in <laughs> film. And he got Amy to do the response. So if you listen to the video, it's actually a recording after the fact. It's like a, a VO. It's yeah. a bloody yeah. VO. Did, yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you ever? Did you? Did you? Were you ever worried? Uh, congratulations! You got married in, in New York recently. Were you conscious of it being hashtag all for content? No, it wasn't at all. Uh, we didn't tell anybody about it. We. Uh, honestly, it was kept pretty yeah. uh, on the DL for that exact reason. And I kept it a, yeah. like a private time for almost close to a month. And then I put everything on Instagram and mm. then it almost kind of disconnected to my personal time and became mm. about sure. sharing. But there are still photos, like the photos in City Hall when we say our vows, just before we say them, there's particular parts of that day that I didn't consciously decide, but that felt like my favourite part of the day. Mm. No one will ever see those photos. So yeah. it, it, I, I didn't yeah, sure. make this decision beforehand. I'm going to separate it, but I knew that that to me felt like something I wanted to keep. And yeah. so I kept it and then the rest yeah. um, everybody got and Jesus, everybody loved it. Like, Oh my god! Yeah. I, I I could not. Yeah, it was a crazy response considering it's 2018, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, just get married how you want. dot com. Like, yeah. it's what are you just, excited about for the rest of the year? What like in general in life? Um, I'm this about is a good to, way to finish up because we're just getting a yeah, wrap up got, signal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I am about to launch my own blog, which I feel like you guys talk about being late to podcasting. Uh, yeah, but I don't give a shit because that's um, that's a way I think that I'm going to start having a bit of an idea of this. I don't know. I feel like it's a bit of a new chapter for me with, I suppose, um, a bit of a narrative of a lot of stuff that I've done behind the scenes for many years. And it's been making me a bit nervous because it's stepping, it's dancing around a self-helpy, um, I suppose, element. But I'm just going to do exactly as we were talking before and do the things that interest me and, and share the things that I want to share today and not share because it comes under a Thinker Girls banner or comes under a radio banner or comes under a this will be great to get another job. I just want to be able to have a creative outlet to push things out that are, are current and, and what mm -hmm. I'm into. So, um, yeah, I'm going to start that in the next month and start populating that and just continuing to do the pod channel. Like, it, mm -hmm. you know, it's nice to have gotten to a place where, we realised, you know, there's been a few times this year where we're like, "Will we can keep doing it?" Like, and and it's become it's become my part time job in that 
I was thinking, shit, I'm going to have to go get a tally job. I'm going to have to get something behind the scenes again. And the Thinker Girls has just kept coming through. So it ended up being my other job. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that pans out. And also very new for me to be doing any kind of project on my own. Because for a very long time, working with Tommy, working with Christy, working with other different co-hosts, I've, I've very rarely stepped out and shared content solo so mm. i'm very nervous about that but yeah. i'm very excited it's the opposite journey to what josh and i are doing yeah we're joining together because we've been doing shit on yeah. our own so i'll have to call you guys yeah and say <laughs> i'm lonely <laughs> can yeah. i please come back on the show well, I mean, that's why i think it's great about especially what you're doing with thinker girls is it's like you are scaling friendship you're allowing people who might work on their own to be able to have a friend and to listen so yeah, we've been really inspired with, I know I've been really inspired with what you were doing with Thinker Girls and that was really what got me thinking more and more about, you know, doing this type of podcast and providing and seeing the vulnerability that you and Christy have in your show and saying, well, why can't a, a couple of dudes actually do something that's not so fucking cliche mm. and so obvious mm. and so, you know, and, and try and be a bit more vulnerable, mm. maybe a bit Thinker Boys. Mm. Hashtag thinker boys. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll work talk on about that. This Tommy, show, Tommy, Josh. Tommy is not interested yeah, yeah. in going under that wing. Like he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't want to be in the shadows. He's got okay, his own path. I just want to finish this. Um, it's ninety six nine star FM. <laughs> Tommy and Stace. <laughs> oh, guys, this is the best. Wow. Very lovely. The Daily Talk Show. Thanks, Stace. Thanks, guys.